today's Tanya for the 19th of Cheshvan is on page 296 in Igeres The number at the bottom of the page is 576. It is the beginning of Simon Chof Tes, in which the Alter Rebbe writes about the greatness and the virtue of the study of Halacha. Chof Tes. The verse in Mishle that a woman of valor is the crown of her husband. So the Al-Tarebbe explains, Isa The Gemara says in the fourth chapter of Megillah, that a person who use, makes personal use of the crown passes away, forfeits his life, and the Gemara explains, that means making use of one who has studied the halacha, and the halacha is the crown of Torah. In the academy of Elio, it was taught that whoever studies is that whoever studies halacha is guaranteed that he will have a portion in the world to come. So we need to understand why is the halacha part of Torah called the crown, the kisra, shel Torah? And also, what is it about the halacha that, oh, that if you learn halacha, dafke, then you are guaranteed a portion of the world to come? And not... Why not any part of Torah? Why only the halacha of Torah? And also to understand the statement of the sages in the 11th chapter of Menachis that if a person studies only one chapter in the morning and one chapter in the evening he has fulfilled Yatzi Dei he has fulfilled his obligation. So why does it have to be the study of halacha? Why doesn't it apply also to the study of any other part of Torah? It's known what the say what mashikos of Arizal, what the Arizal writes. That every Jew has to come in many incarnations until in the course of all those lives he fulfills all 613 mitzvahs of Torah. He has to fulfill them in thought, speech, and deed in order in order to complete the garments of his soul, and to perfect them, so he shouldn't be an imperfect or a, a, a missing garment. With the exception of those mitzvahs, that are the obligation of the king, because even in many lifetimes, not everybody is going to be a king. So no matter how many incarnations you have, you can't have it so that everybody should have a chance of being a king. So the mitzvah of the king, Shehumaytzi called Yisrael, the mitzvah of the king is the exception because in doing the mitzvah, the king includes every Jew. 
Kihu Klawas Kulam because he is the collective soul of them all. But other mitzvahs, every Jew has to fulfill, and in order for, to do that, he has to come into many incarnations. In order that every garment of the soul, so has 613 garments, so in order that every one of them should be fulfilled and completed, it has to fulfill every one of the 613 mitzvahs, so that not a single garment should be missing. In order to explain the purpose and the necessity of these garments, is explained in Zayar and understood to any intelligent person, that since the nefesh, ruach, and neshama, the three parts of the soul that are in the body, those three levels of the soul are in a created condition, they are created beings, and it is impossible for any created condition to contain or to have any understanding of the creator of all, which is God. And even after God has revealed himself, and he separated from himself, he caused an emanation from himself through the chain of worlds, many levels, level after level, with immense contractions, many and intense, as is known to those who study the Kabbalah, and in the Idra Rabba they are described, Bishem Cyrus. They're called hair. Just as hair is the part of the body that contains the, the, the least amount of life, and the life in the hair is the most concealed, so also with all these levels of contractions, by the time godliness comes down to the lower levels of this world, it is like threads of hair that carry life, but very limited and very concealed life. And as we find in Torah, that godliness is described as hair, in Daniel, in the, in the prophecy of Daniel, it says, that the head of his hair was like white wool, clean, pure wool. So in spite of all of this, that God makes himself so available by contracting himself to such a degree, that he can reach this world, in spite of these contractions, the nefesh, the ruach, and the neshama are still not capable the neshama still would not be able to tolerate the intense goodness and sweetness of the light of godliness if it were to experience the godliness directly as it says to to take pleasure in the to behold the pleasure of God. No, no, yeah.
so that the light is both good and pleasurable, sweet. This is an expression of pleasantness and sweetness, which is an infinitely intense delight. As it says, then you will rejoice, and then you will take pleasure in God. And he will satiate with tzachtzoches, which is loshin, tzachatzome, an intense thirst, an unfinished thirst. K'meshikosa b'zeyah, as it writes in the zeyah, v'ein b'keicha l'kabal ha'ni'im z'v'arei v'satzachtzoches, and the neshama is not capable of containing, of of tolerating this pleasantness and this sweetness. Sholeteitze menarteiko, without going out of its shield, it is battle nemitziyuso. The neshama would lose its uh, its its condition, its character, and become completely bottle from this sweetness and from this intense pleasure. Just as kenebavuko, like a candle, the flame of a candle held next to a big flame, this the candle's flame immediately becomes absorbed into and loses itself in the bigger flame. So what is the solution? The only way that the neshama can enjoy or benefit from this godliness is if the light itself, that from the light itself, which is already concealed and contracted by many tzimtzumim and so on. But from this contracted light, there should come a ray, which is a diminished ray. And it too should go through a chain of levels, level after level. Tzimtzumim rabim, with great contractions, ad sheyivra mimeno levush echot. Nivra, until it, from it is created. One created condition that is similar and and somewhat close to the light, to the original light, so that it can clothe the three parts of the neshama, and through this garment for the neshama, which is in some way similar to the light, then the neshama will be able to enjoy this ray of light and to understand it without losing its existence. As for example, a person who looks at the sun through a clear glass, a fine and clear glass. So although he couldn't look at the sun directly, but through the intervention of the glass, he is able to look at the sun. 
that Moshe first was wrapped in a, in a cloud, he entered into the cloud, and then he rose, then he went up. Which means, Shemeslavish Ba'onon, he clothed himself in the cloud, and then he was able to go up and see godliness through the intervention of that cloud. The cloud acted as the filter so that he could see godliness without being destroyed. In the Hayyim Yim for the 19th of Cheshvan, the Rebbe writes that the Alter Rebbe once said to someone in Yechidus, Chasidus can be summed up by the two words Shema Yisrael. The word Shema is an acronym of Su'u Morim Eneichem. Three letters stand for the words Su'u Morim Eneichem. Lift your eyes on high. And the verse says, On high, Morim. And not to the heavens, like Su'u Shamayim Eneichem. It doesn't say look to the heavens. It says look to the heights. What is heights? On high means higher and higher, endlessly. It doesn't, it doesn't describe any limit or any end to the highness. To attain a level which is beyond understanding, and that itself should be grasped intellectually. As the Pasuk says, and see, which means to understand who created these. So you have to look to a place that is higher than Seichel, and that itself grasp in Seichel.